It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Tell me if you want me to Give you all my straws so you can put it to some use for your racist thoughts. Ay, ay, ay. Tell me if you want me to. Giddy wah, giddy wah, wah, whoop, bang, bang, giddy wah, bang, whoop, wicked wah, wah, sorry. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What That's Right. Suck your mum. I'm Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor. Welcome, welcome to my show. Welcome to my show. The show of a baby girl. Yeah. So, um, Ra, Matting. All the tickets for the live show were sold out. Um, I'm extremely humbled. I'm extremely grateful. Thank you all so much. I don't know what the fuck you like about this show. Yet, here we are. Here we are. Thank you so much. Um, it's a small venue. I wanted to keep it cute. And I released like a few tickets at first. Um, well, quite a bit, quite a few tickets at first. And I just thought, oh, that'll be enough. That'll be it. But everyone around me was just like, nah, come on, hype yourself up. You can sell more than these. So I released a few more and they sold out as well. And that's it now. So I will just be seeing everyone at the live show on the 18th of August. That is a Saturday. Get yourselves ready. We'll be dashing out straws And we'll be dashing out ourselves Like whining and all sorts And I just can't wait I can't wait It's going to be lit It's going to be so, so fun To like see so many of you in person And just get live reactions to all of this stuff It's going to be so cool Um, And I'm really glad that I'm using Boondocks Because I've used there before It's cool, it's calm, it's nice It's a vibe So yeah, you'll be able to get yourself some food um, I think the offer is you can get yourself wings Or the vegetarian alternative With fries and a beer or lemonade For a tenner So you can really be chomping And really be cracking them chicken bones As I'm talking If you want to I mean, I would feel that that's disrespectful But you go right ahead and do what you want to do in it But um yeah, this week has been all right, actually. Been all right doing bits. Um, BJJ was lit. My God, BJJ, um, for those who don't know, I've told you already, it's not like, uh, you know, blowjobs juniors. No, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu that I've been going to for a little while now, for a few weeks now. And it's so fun. I mean, this week I've only been training with guys um, because, you know, I mentioned last week that some of the, well, one girl in particular, one woman was moving a bit mad, but actually... Yeah. It ended up being okay. Sometimes people don't move as mad as you expect them to because you've seen their counterparts move madder. But um, it's actually all right. So I've been training with guys and they their motherfuckers don't let up. So we've really been going at it. My ghee has been soaked every single session, but I, I really appreciate it. Doing it feels cathartic and it's actually made me more aware of the aspects of myself where I was just really, really holding on to a lot of anger and it brought it to the surface. So I had like a, um, a, um, a little 
you know, a few posts on Twitter and Instagram the other day talking about it, just the various things that have um, aggravated me and annoyed me. But, you know, BJJ really helped me to make contact with that. And now I feel better. I went swimming just before coming here and swimming's going well as well. Slavery. No, just joking. Uh, Swimming is going very, very well. I'm really pleased with my progress. For some reason, I'm just really scared of going to the deep end. Like I'll be swimming, swimming, swimming. And it's like my mind knows when I'm about to get to the deep end because then I just stop and I come back. And the instructor who I really like, he was just like, just go, just go. You're, You're like there, just go to the end. You're just go. I'm like, no, no. So let's just all pray for me that I build up this courage to just go the literally a few extra meters and just go to the deep end and get the fuck over with. But um, yeah, so all everything's going well. Everything's going well. Um, actually, talking about the live show, so screw going back. The I was waiting a while to tell you all this, but I might as well tell you because I know that there are so many listeners that aren't living in London. You're not in London and you're just like, rah, how can I be a part of Wagwan, how can I be a part of all of the things that are Guan in? How? Well, you can, because on my birthday, on my birthday, my birthday is the 5th of October. Um, my birthday is on the 5th of October. I'll be releasing Say Your Mind affirmation cards. So some of our favorite sayings from the show um just tweaked so they're affirmations like actual genuine affirmations that I hope that you say you pick a card every day and you say it to yourself and you go ahead and live your motherfucking best life that is all I want for you all I want you to live your best life okay that's what I want so um yes So the affirmation cards will be released on my birthday. And that's why I'm really glad to be doing the live show because literally all the proceeds from that, all the money that I've made from the live show will go to making the baddest uh, deck of affirmation cards that I can, you know, that I can muster, you know. Um, And then that can go all around the world and wherever you are, you can get you can get a deck, you can buy a deck for your brethren, for yourself, for yourself and your brethren. And have these cards with you and it's just my piece of something to you because obviously October will be bringing us nearer to the end of the show and for those who can't make the live show um this time don't worry there'll be a goodbye show in December where we finish off on a high god bless us all and keep us till then so yeah that's my big news yeah say your mind affirmation cards get yourselves ready um so that's that let's get into the tarot then So the Black Angel card that we pulled for this week was the Sojourner. Now, obviously, you know, this name means a lot to me. Well, I hope you do. But if you don't, that's fine. That's totally fine. So Sojourner, um, Sojourner, someone that goes on travels and things like that. But also Sojourner Truth, the amazing, um, you know, abolitionist um, and um, activist that my studio, the building that my studio is in, is named after this. I have my studios in the Sojourner Truth Center. And so this card, when it came up, I felt like it was screaming in my face a little bit. I felt like it was very much shouting at me, but I'm going to talk you through this Sojourner card. So we see two halves of someone's face. One half is blue. The other half is like magenta and um, with squiggly hair, just someone that straddles many paths. So 
Let's read about the sojourner. So the sojourner, you open the hearts and minds of others. On your waking path, there is zeal. On your sleeping path, there is resistance and illness. A sojourner on the waking path represents courage and the capacity to speak out. You guard against harm. As a sojourner, you are willing to say what must be said. Your voice must be heard. You are rarely silent. You are mostly in situations where you can share your beliefs. People may see you as a social activist or crusader, even though you are not in search of such recognition. You strongly believe that nothing great or worthy is gained without struggle. If it were not for the warnings of sojourners, many harmful things would still be in place in our world. Your waking path is to be zealous, um, or eager to keep in touch with the world around you. Your awareness or uh, knowledge is cultivated by your efforts to participate fully in righting the wrongs in life. In struggle, you show the most courage when confronting limitations and illusions. You have a moral dilemma when you do not apply your beliefs to your own life. You have to be careful not to show up as a martyr. On the sleeping path, your belief system may lead you into conflict at, si at times. People often feel you are imposing your values and beliefs. You become a know-it-all to them. They feel you expect more out of them than what they want to give. You can get stuck in your own truth and reality, even though your spiritual path is to awaken the hearts and minds of those seeking your guidance. Your ideals can push you out on the fringe and into struggle. So on the sleeping path, you can be under heavy confrontation and controversy. You may be constantly in the line of fire. You may find yourself in a continuous pattern of rejection, weighing down your spirit, possibly causing physical and or mental illness. Resistance becomes a theme in your life as your values and beliefs are challenged. For your own well-being, come off the fringes of life and find a comfortable place in the world. Which external battles can you let go of so you can attend to some of your personal conflicts? Let go of needing to constantly explain who you are and what you believe. Who you are is valid. What you believe is valid as anyone's and um, what you believe what you believe is as valid as anyone else's beliefs. Have reverence for your difference, which will give you an opening to allow others their reality. You are better heard and understood when you share your values without expecting change or without imposing your thinking. Sojourners are the keepers of the dream of being fully liberated. We need you alive and well. So like I said, I feel like that card was really, really screaming in my face. Like I feel like it screamed in my face and then some spit went in my eye. It was really screaming at me. Um, I resonate with it. Like I said, the studio is called um, in the buildings. Kolechnikov Studio is in the Sojourner Truth Center in Peckham. And the Sojourner came up and I was just like, boom. Also, at the time of recording this, um, the studio is two years old today. And I couldn't be more proud. I couldn't be more proud and it hasn't been easy. And I feel like I needed this message for me personally. I needed this message this week because I was starting to get frustrated. I was starting to get frustrated at the fact that people are always asking for proof when we talk about racism. Prove it then. If racism exists, prove it then. How do I prove it to you, stupid motherfucker? Do I gather up my entire life experiences and go, oh, hey, let's look at what Mr. Campbell said to me when I was in year six. Like that, I can't gather all of them together for you, but you can trust and believe that what I'm saying from my mouth, from my lived experiences that I've been able to analyze as I'm so motherfucking self-aware should prove to you that these things micro and macro aggressions exist but I was starting to feel like down about it and I was angry about it I felt a lot of anger that people still don't want to um, accept the fact that racism is in existence and it benefits certain people and it's those people that don't want us to talk about it because it makes them sad it makes them sad when you talk about racism um 
And I needed to hear this message because it was just like, baby girl, baby girl, it is not your duty to now be trying to change the minds of these people. If they don't believe that it exists, that's their personal problem. They don't want to believe that it exists because they continue to benefit from it. What you can do is carve out your place in the world and make, make that the best motherfucking place ever and live your truth in and around that and let other people do what they are doing. You can't come and kill yourself. Not in this England, not in this economy. I'm telling you, it's too expensive to die right now. So just live your truth and leave other people to do what they're doing. And it's, it's a message that resonates greatly. Um, it, for me, yeah, it just resonates greatly because I don't see myself as a social activist. I don't see myself as an influencer. I hate both words, really. I just see myself as a baby girl. Like that's why I'm always saying I'm just a baby girl. I'm just a baby girl in a baby world. Like I'm just a baby girl. A baby world. I just, oh, the spirit just took over me then. And I had to, oh yeah, the song was really in my spirit and I needed to share that with you all. But literally all jokes aside, I'm just a baby girl in a baby world. I don't, ascribe to titles as such because I think that actually what titles do is that they limit you and they limit the work that you want to do my soul is expansive your soul is expansive it is divine in its creation and and it's it's a part of this divine creation that we exist within so therefore why am I limiting myself to labels and being like this is what I am and no I do a number of things and I think that anyone who's followed me for a while realizes that I do a lot of things and I and I aim to do a lot of things well because I feel that they're gifts that have been bestowed upon me and within me. And I want to live my life to the fullest using as much of it as I can. So that was the Sojourner card. And then the card, two cards actually came up with the Sojourner. One was the Eight of Swords. The Eight of Swords. So in the Eight of Swords, we see a woman and um, she's in a red cloak and she's got she's bound she's bound with cloth and she's blindfolded and she's almost like surrounded by eight swords and the water beneath her is just you know it's manky and it's just there but in the distance you see that there is a high place there's a high place there's a home that she's obviously turning away from so that's the um eight of swords now the Next card that came up with it was the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles came up, but it came up in reverse. So we see a figure, a man, it looks like, um, on a knight on a horse. And he's holding one pentacle, one coin out in his hands, and he's on a black horse. The black horse is steady. All feet or hooves on the ground, not going anywhere. Very sure, very stable, very sure of what they want looking off into the distance. But like I said, it came up in reverse. So what I deduce from these two cards is um, something that I think will speak to quite a few of us in that we're in denial. And that's what I get from the Ace of Swords. We're in denial because we, when we talk about the swords, we talk about more about the intellect, more about things that are happening on a cerebral plane, the things that are happening in your brain, um, thoughts and yeah, things like that. So we're choosing to be in denial about people, I want to say, and opportunities, because 
we are afraid that if we take on certain opportunities, it means that we'll lose people along the way because some people are just not happy when you start to do better for yourself. And so rather than going towards the things that will make us um, more successful, more happy, we just choose to remain blind. Because if you look at the, if you ever have a chance or you can check on the internet, if you Google the Eight of Swords, you see that the figure, the, um, the, cloth that's binding the figure is loose so it looks like almost she's bound herself and she's blindfolded herself and she's choosing to turn away from the greatness that's waiting for her behind her in the background she doesn't want to see it because she doesn't want to have to go there if it means that she can't go there with the people she wants in her life but let me tell you now as I said on my Instagram stories today listen to me now you are on a journey right we are all on a journey and on that journey, it's like, think about a London tube map or wherever you live in the world. If you've got a fucked up tube map like ours, you can just see like rare, 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 cutting off at different places. And actually saying that, I feel like the London tube map is way better than the New York subway map because that motherfucker is confusing. But anyway, so just imagine like you're on a train and you're going somewhere. You've got a destination that you're going to. Just because motherfuckers are on your train doesn't mean that they're also going to the same destination. And even if they are, they might need to get off and connect onto another train because they need to take another route. That is okay. You can't come and kill yourself over the fact that people aren't staying on your train, going with going to you, uh, going with you to your destination. People will come and go. Other people will get on and they might get off at the next stop. Who knows? But what you what we all need to be thinking about is the fact that it's a train journey that we know our destination there and if people want to join us along the way that is wonderful but we do not need anyone to follow us all the way to the end we do not we absolutely do not and so if you're holding yourself back from the things that you really really want to do in your life or you're scared of even proclaiming when when something great happens to you if you're shook of telling certain people because you feel like they'll react badly to it you need to ask yourself why you have those people in your life and they're not your god they're not your god and the reason that i say that they're not your god is because what we'll discuss in the extra content big up my patrons is um the the um hierophant the hierophant came up at the bottom of the deck this week after i pulled these two cards and the hierophant really speaks to the idea of structures and you looking outwards for guidance when the guidance that you actually need is already within yourself. But we're going to explore that further in the extra content. If you want to join us in the extra content, it is patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. Um, you can join for as little as $1 if that's what you want to do. $1 a month or $3 a month is my recommended amount. Thanks. But um, yeah, it's even relationships. If you're with someone who every time something great happens to you, they just get in their feelings or they try to downplay it or they say, oh, it's not that great or they want to make it about themselves or something else or you wouldn't have achieved this without me and you're still staying with them because you're trying to remain blind to what they're doing, you're doing yourself a disservice and that's why the opportunities that are waiting for you, they're upside down and you can't go and grasp them because you're thinking about these people and them being in their feelings over you simply being great. Sometimes it's not even partners. Sometimes it's parents. Sometimes parents can be enemies of progress. That is a wild thought, but I'm going to put that out there. Even if parents, so even if parents have become better 
at um, supporting you in what you're doing, even though they would have preferred for you to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever, whatever. Now they're supportive of the fact that you're doing something slightly different, or maybe you are a doctor, lawyer, but they want you to now be consultant. They want you to now be this and do that and be partner or whatever. They want you to be doing all of these things, but that's not what you actually want for yourself. Even if then they've now become supportive of the things that you're doing, the voices that they used to speak to you with, the, the, the things that they used to say to you have now become embedded in your subconscious conscious so even now that they're saying positive things you can't help but think as they used to speak to you and so you're doubting yourself and you're not going towards your um the things that you want or maybe it was never them maybe it's just you maybe you just self-talk in a very negative way to yourself so when opportunities arise you're like oh i'm not going anywhere near that because i ain't shit and i don't deserve all of them good things there why why do you not deserve all of the good things Fix the fuck up and go and get your good things. Go and get them, okay? Because you deserve. You motherfucking deserve. If you listen to this show, I know you deserve. I know I know that you are a badass human being. Go and get the things that you deserve and stop talking yourself out of your own greatness because what? Tomorrow, it is only you that will cry. Nobody will cry with you on your train when you don't get to your destination or you get to your destination and you don't have your Oyster card or your or your rail card to, to exit the station and go where you're going. If you don't do the work now, only you will cry. So the work that you're being asked to do is to be more compassionate towards yourself and talk yourself up, hype yourself up and go after the things that you deserve, regardless of who's... Um, feeling some type of um some type of way about the things that you want to achieve regardless of who it is you are the person that can undo their work only you can undo their work by telling yourself that you are great and you are a child of the universe and you deserve every motherfucking thing so we'll talk about that um in light of the hierophant when i move on to the extra content but that's the tarot for this week yes so um Met letters of share your magnificence. I love that you are now all aware that you can send me letters for share your magnificence as well as so you mad and as well as straw of the week, aka suck your mum. So um I really, really appreciate that. Anyway, let's get into it. So my first letter for share your magnificence comes from Demetrius, and he says, um, Hi, Kelechi. Sorry for another long letter, but it's needed. I hope you're well and life is treating you like the baby girl that you are. Baby girl. Anyway, first of all, I wanted to congratulate you on becoming an official award-winning Benz Ponani womanist. Book, book. And showing the world how black women are run things in a fitness world. Why? Yes. Um, for my Share Your Magnificence, I'd like to nominate Black History Walks, a collective of teachers, artists, authors, filmmakers, athletes, and IT professionals who collaborate to produce events about black, uh, about British history, focusing on African and Caribbean people throughout the year. I randomly stumbled up across them on Twitter as their page was on my recommended list of people to follow. I didn't really think a UK-based Black History Walk group was a thing until I went onto their website. And boy, was I in for a surprise. The walks are all organised to focus on specific local areas in London. As I live in Hackney and my family have roots in Hackney, Camden and Chelsea since the 1920s, I decided to go on the Dalston Walk with my partner last Sunday. It was raining that day, so I didn't think that many people would turn up, but I was surprised to see that everyone who had bought a ticket was there. 
raincoats on and umbrellas at the ready to soak up some knowledge. I love that wordplay. Anyway, I thought I knew a fair bit about the local black history of Hackney as my parents and grandparents frequently talked about our family's roots in the area and local history when I was growing up. But I was blown away with some of the facts um, that our guide talked about during the walk. For example, how the police would regu uh, regularly raid one of London's most prestigious black-owned nightclubs, the Four Aces, on Dalston Lane for no reason when it was frequented um, for no reason But when it was frequented with white artists It wasn't raided at all How some of the council estate names in Dalston Are named after white colonialists Who brought money into the area And how Hackney Council Originally wanted to erase the name of the great CLR James From the relocated Dalston Library On Dalston Square But what really had me shook was learning about how Dalston was a major hub for the black power movement in the 1970s and 80s and how black women were at the forefront of this movement at both local and national level because you know black women have been out here from day we've been doing bits we've been doing bobs bop bop anyway back to the letter um so much so that if it wasn't for efforts of black women protesting for the safety of young black men in, in police custody, tape recordings during police interviews wouldn't have been introduced as early as 1988, something that mainstream media won't tell you. Our guide was obviously from the local area as he spoke with such passion and confidence as we walked around Dalston, especially when he talked about black women being at the forefront of campaigns that has allowed us to come so far as black people in this country today. It was truly an educational and humbling experience. Black History Walks organised local walks in areas including Soho, Notting Hill, Clapham, Elephant and Castle and Brixton. They also organised public film screenings on black history and current affairs in venues all over the country, plus talks and workshops on a variety of related topics every month or year long. Mainstream society isn't going to teach us about our own history. In fact, it's inherently built to smudge it out. It would be great if you could shout out their website and social handles as we need to keep promoting organisations like this in order to have the right educational resources at our fingertips. Have a blessed day, Demetrius. P.S. I'm looking forward to throwing straws at the live show soon. Yay! So if you want to follow Black History Walks, it's um, blackhistorywalks.co.uk. Their Twitter handle is blackhistwalker. So that's B-L-A-C-K-H-I-S-T-W-A-L-K-E-R. And the Facebook page is at blackhistorywalks. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sending that through, Demetrius. That's absolutely fucking incredible. And I mean, it just goes to speak to the fact that what I'm always saying, that black women have been out here from early. We pulled the Sojourner card today and this speaks about that. The fact that if these people, if these energies, if these people, um, these spirits didn't take up physical bodies and come to impact change in our communities, where would we be? So all of you people that like to throw around the word, oh, social justice warrior, as if it's derogatory, your mum's pussy is sour. That's what I have to say to you. Your mum's pussy is sour because you're, and you're a prick. Because what is derogatory about somebody wanting justice that actually benefits you also? Black women have been out here from early caring about the safety of young black men. 
fighting against the brutality that police have inflicted upon us from early. I know that this week the Grapevine episode came out about police brutality and and apparently, I haven't looked at the comments, but apparently in the comments people were moving mad talking about what does the UK know about police brutality or why are these people speaking about it when they haven't experienced it? What the fuck are you talking about? Why must you always find a way to talk down about good things? What is wrong with you? Why don't you go and moisturize your asshole? It's clearly dry and crusty and that's why you you know what before you even moisturize the asshole go and clean your asshole because most of you men who are tweeting the 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 most cruddiest things about the fact that we're speaking out about police brutality in the uk that oh we're blowing it out of proportion and we're doing this and we're doing that even though we gave you facts you man are the ones that don't like to clean your bum holes because you think it's gay to clean yourself so first of all go and focus on having a proper integral hygiene for yourself focus on that before you ever come and open your crusty lips to talk about the fact that we are speaking out about things that affect you in the long run so yeah so thank you demetrius this is wonderful big up black women big up black women everywhere in the world this time next time in past times big up yourselves yeah um so that's from demetrius and then um i've got one from Portia. I love your name because one of my favorite speeches about the law was given by Portia, I think, in The Merchant of Venice. So yeah, love your name, love. Anyway, Portia says, hi, Kalechi. I'm a bit late, but I recently got into your podcast after seeing you on the grapevine. Oh, as a Londoner who's lived in America for quite some time, your podcast is a breath of fresh air, especially when I get homesick. Oh, love. Love, we miss you, love. Two slaps on your chest. Um, Like you, I am in the entertainment industry and I am the creator of Black Beyond America, a docu-series that broadens our idea of what the Black experience looks like. I've recently hit a rough patch with the series, but your podcast has encouraged me to not lose faith. Don't lose faith. Keep going, Yal. Um, Because of you, I'm more unapologetic and care less about being dubbed the angry Black woman. I'm more likely to call people out on their bullshit and trust living in America. I encounter it often. And as you like to say, show the people their entire pussy. Yeah. Um, For Share Your Magnificence, I'd like to nominate my friend Alicia Wise. She's a fellow poet from New Jersey who shamelessly writes about her experiences as a queer black woman. She's one of the few poets who can bring me to tears. Whenever I'm discouraged, she's an important reminder to stick to your truth. I ran into her yesterday a few hours after I thought of nominating her. I told her about your podcast and she was eager to listen and support your work. I'll attach links to some of her poems below. I'm really sad I'll be missing your live show, but I know it'll be great. Thank you for carving out yet another important space for black women. And I hope to work with you in the future. P.S. You can use my government name. And she put a link to Alicia's poem. So I will add that as well. And I'll also give you some links to Black Beyond America as well. So big up yourself, Portia, for sending that through. Big up Alicia. Big up all of you Black Yardem who are just doing amazing things creatively and mixing it with the academic and everything there. Like you are appreciated. You make the world a better place. You literally, everything, anything that we create in this life impacts the world in some way. But you get to decide whether you impact the world positively. So that's really up to you. Um, let me see. And then I've got one from um, Camise, who spelt my name in a very, very wild way. But I'll allow you, Camise. Um, she says, good morning. 
uh, with this wild spelling. Um, hope you're good, love. Just a quick one to say, I'm a fellow black girl doing my thing in the film industry, specifically the art department, designing sets, etc. When you're ready to do your thing with directing and you think you need a production designer, message me. I will help in any way that I can. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. Keep doing you. I really appreciate the podcast. But thank you, Camise. And she's actually working on The Crown. And as much as problematic as problematic as I find the crown to be in terms of the storyline, but I know they're only depicting actual history and the fuckeries of this monarchy. The set design is impeccable. So Camise, two slaps on your set, on your on your chest rather, and, and two slaps for the set because that motherfucker's incredible. Well done to you. Um, and we'll be working to, together soon because obviously I want to create Wild Seed by Octavia E. Butler as um, an epic trilogy. Um, that will rival all the work of um, that man who did Star Wars. His name's gone out of my head, but um, I'm sure you'll remind me or you'll come to me later. Anyway, yes, I want Frank, George Lucas. That's it. I couldn't not find the name. Yes. So George Lucas, my, when I do Wild Seed by Octavia E. Butler, um, it will rival the works of George Lucas and all of their man there. It's going to take me probably decades to do it, but Camise will work together and will create the most amazing, amazing set. So, um, I think that's it. And then I got a message from Sarah when I just had an angry sort of outburst on Instagram, a about all the fuckeries that just seems to happen generally. And Sarah says, just, she just sent me a message that was just lovely. Um, and she says, Dear Kelechi, just wanted to send you a hopefully not too lengthy message of love and deepest admiration for what you for you and what you do. As there are only a select number of episodes left, which is which by the way has me distraught just thinking about it. Hopefully it's because you're planning an even madder second season and not because you don't plan to do podcasts anymore. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, I felt it was important to reach out and let you know how grateful I am to you for quite simply being you and allowing us to experience the essence of who you are and what you stand for through the podcast, through the medium of social media and this podcast. I've been listening from the beginning of the podca uh, podcast's run, but the episodes, topics that stand out in my mind the most are the troubles your family had with the Met Police, as well as the hardship you went through during and after your miscarriage. I, I imagine that these topics were also the scariest and most difficult to discuss so publicly. I commend you for your bravery, but I also thank you for allowing us these small but intimate glimpses of your life. It's not easy being a public figure, but especially being a hyper-visible Black woman online, it can invite a lot of tiring comments and opinions, even from those who might mean no malice. Just know from me at least you are loved and you are appreciated there are two things I love most about you number one your work ethic as someone who has lived with depression for so many years and struggled to find a passion to throw myself wholeheartedly into I look at you and I'm amazed not only do you do so many things but you excel in them all it's truly beautiful to behold and um to behold a person like you inshallah god willing can only go from um, strength to strength um, I mean, not to throw shade, but while many other podcasts are on their 50th, 60th, 100th, etc. episodes and still manage to um, plod on with subpar sound and fluctuating quality of discourse. Wow, that was shade. Wow. Anyway, 
i.e. waffling, you came out swinging from episode one. That's when I knew if I didn't, if I didn't before, that collection means business. The other thing I love about you is how you constantly remind us that absolutely anybody can get it. I find that this is a very healthy attitude to have towards people and life in general. It shows you to be honest and an authentic person with true integrity, even if it means calling out someone you love or who claims to love you. Every celebrity out there showing their ass to speak fuckeries needs a collection in their life. Now, fuck that. They need you on the payroll. Yes. Um, I'm so grateful to you for who you are. Whatever you do in the future, whether you continue this podcast or not, I will keep supporting you. I hope you are taking care of your mental, spiritual and physical health. That means sleeping enough hours in the night, ma'am. Yes, I will. Um, and um, are more important than any work commitment. With my deepest regards, Sarah. I rem when I first read that from Sarah, I got teary because it is so hard. Like sometimes things are really, really bothering me, but I'm just like, no, I need to just carry on because I need to carry on and I need to just do things. And it was just nice to read something like that with someone reminding me of, and yeah, reminding me of lovely things as opposed to kind of how hard I am on myself in my head and you know even the tarot cards they speak to me a lot because this week I've spent a lot of time beating myself up even though I've done some really really cool things you know over the past few months and past few years really or this past few life lives whatever um but constantly I'm just like talking to myself as if I'm not worth the things that I'm achieving. And it came to light when I needed to build a particular broadcasting network um, for some work that I'm doing for them. And I started to question, oh, how much should I build them? How much should I do this and do that? And first of all, it was the initial stages where they hadn't even mentioned about paying me. And I was already getting vexed because I thought, why is no one talking about the payment of this whole thing? Because I'm not doing any of this shit for free. Um, and I was thinking, but why don't you just open your mouth and say like, and when I was speaking to my therapist this week, because we had a break of about a month um, from seeing each other because she was doing bits and I was doing bits and stuff. Um, when I finally saw her, she was just like, no, no, no. Let's talk about the real issue here is it, it's, it's about you not placing the monetary um, reflection of your worth. You're, you're not doing that. You're not, uh, you're not demanding what you're worth in terms of money. You're letting people come with these meager offers and you're like, oh, but you know, it's because they don't have this and they don't have that. But that works when you're talking about smaller organizations. But now you are faced with a massive corporation and suddenly you're doing, brrr. she didn't say like that, but I'm saying like that. She's like, you're doing, brrr. instead of like telling them what you what you desire tell them because you know that the body of work you produce deserves that so tell them so if you're not telling them it's because there's a voice there's a voice that's telling you that you don't deserve this thing whose voice is that and we had a conversation about where that voice comes from where i'm just undercutting myself all the time and refusing and actually being in denial about the the number of things I'm actually capable of. Like I'm doing all of these things here and I'm telling everybody else, hype yourself, hype yourself. But I'm not truly hyping myself and doing what I need to do. And a lot of the readings by my favorite uh, tarot readers that I've seen recently have talked about the um, travel, definitely travel. And we're going to come back to that soon. Travel and letting go of old thoughts and people that no longer serve us. 
And I know that I need to let go of that thought thought pattern where I proper beat myself up over everything rather than just talking to myself in a loving way and letting myself know that I'm doing as the best that I possibly can do because I didn't come out here to be mediocre. And I know that every day I'm putting in that 100%, even if that 100% means resting, I need to do that as well. So thank you, Sarah, for your message because it really spoke to me in a way that I should be speaking to myself. And it reminded me that I need to speak to myself in the way that you have spoken to me. So I appreciate you all greatly. And thank you for sharing all of the magnificent things that you shared with me this week. Two slaps on all of your chests, wherever you are. Big up yourselves. So let's move on to So You Mad. So You Mad this week, boy. Um, it's really funny. So You Mad this week, the theme of it is um, white girls moving mad on um, social media in the DMs. White girls moving mad in the DMs on social media. Yes. So the first person that moved mad was a Chloe Anderson that decided to um, send me a message on Instagram because I was talking about my experience at BJJ um, on IGTV. And I was talking about the way that racism works and that as a black woman, as a brown skin or dark skin, black woman or whatever, um, with short hair as well, with a muscular physique, that I'm not afforded these the throes of femininity and that impacts me when I'm in these classes because I'm not encouraged the same way that let's say a white blonde woman is being en en encouraged this is what I said or this is my people my people as you are listening to this show this is all I said in this IG video homegirl comes into my DMs first she writes a comment and she deletes the comment only to write it to me via um, direct message and she goes I feel like I need to read it because the madness that entered her is unlike anything I've ever seen. But she basically said, oh, um, how do you know that what the person did was um, based on your race? How can you prove that? How can you prove that it was based on your race? Um, I really want to find her message, but I think I must have deleted it because I just didn't want... Oh, no, I didn't delete it because I'm not that kind of person. She says, hi, I have a question in regards to your video. I'd really like to know why you think that all of the actions of this woman are because you're black. What factually has she done to prove that this it is because of your color? Also, the fact that you are doing videos like this is actually more harm than good. She didn't say doing more harm. She said it's actually more harm than good. Because on the other hand, to the point you are trying to get across, you are doing worse than what she is doing to you. Her blonde hair, white woman, la la. Did she at any point say because you are black, you are being treated differently because you are directly saying it's because she is white? Um, yeah, and that's she ended it with a question mark. And um, you know me already. I told this Chloe for about herself. I told her about herself because she needed to be told. Um, and it's interesting to me because she has a dance class where she does these, you know, let's wear heels and be sexy and flick our hair and dip it down low and not actually hit the beat of the music that we're listening to. She does these sort of classes. And I think that she thinks that she's not racist because she has mixed race friends. Um, and that's interesting to me in itself that her mixed race friends have never discussed race with her. And so she feels like it's my mentions or my DMs that she can jump into, not even slide, but like catapult into and demand that I explain race to her. Clearly, we can see from her message that she's got me fucked up and she's got the situation fucked up. 
So say to me, factually, let me know what she has done to prove that this is because of your color. What do you mean factually? What do you mean factually? So my lived experience is not factual enough for you. I need to, what do you want me to do? Get a written statement from her saying I said this because she's black. What, what do you actually want? Um, to then go on and com- equate or, yeah, I feel like she convolutes me speaking about race and mentioning that the woman is white and blonde. It's racist for me to mention race. And um, Gilan Kinwani, she um, wrote a, a thread yesterday on Twitter when she looks at the different ways in which white people get to the point where they say that you're the reverse racist. And basically you mention race. They've never thought about race. Well, you're the one talking about race. So you're the racist or you mentioned race. They feel bad about the fact that they're realizing that they get some benefits because of the race that they are. Okay. So you're the racist for bringing it to their, um, their attention. And this is basically how Chloe wanted to move with her giant racist peach. Um, And so I told her that I'm under no obligation to start explaining shit to her because her mixed race friend should have done that in the first place. That's how she knows of me through this mutual friend who I later on followed because if you have such wild friends, you too must be wild. So, um... I have no, I'm under no obligation to explain any of this to you. If you want an explanation, go and ask other people or go and do your research. Stop messaging me. Um, And I blocked her. She then went on her page and said that I typed at her aggressively by simply denying or um, denying her any access to me. I was aggressive in that. So it's funny because only a racist would write me this sort of message, but only a racist would also talk about me typing aggressively. She's therefore showing she's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. She's showing what I just said about racism in that you're inferring a characteristic about me or onto me based on my color and my gender. That's what you are doing. And you've proven my point. So I went on Instagram Um, stories. And I spoke about this and I spoke about the ways that racism works. The fact that Oprah can go to a store and be looking around to buy something and a store assistant comes up to her and goes, "Um, oh, don't touch any of that. You won't be able to afford it. What did she base that on? What did she base that on? Did she not base it on um, Oprah being black and a woman? Or nah? Or would you have preferred for her to say, oh, I don't think you can afford it because you're black. We never need to hear the end because you're black because the beginning part of the statement has already told us that it's because you're black. But because you're white and you have never experienced it, you you expect that people would say to us because you're black. But that's not how it works in this world, you dumb cunt. That is not how it works. So I explained all of this on Instagram stories. Trust and believe then my story started getting reported and Instagram were like, oh, we've removed this post. We've removed this post. So this is a massive fuck you to Instagram because you seem to like um, deleting posts by black women when they speak about white supremacy and they speak about racism and how it affects them. You delete our posts, but you're very, very happy for all these men like Trump and all of these other people to be out here saying the wildest things about people and they get to stay there just where they are. It's funny that she's reporting the things that explain racism to her when she's the one that asked to be told about racism. Can you not see the neuroses of 
toxic whiteness can you not see it how you are the very person that asked for an explanation and then you're upset when you get the explanation so you never wanted an explanation in the first place that's why I didn't give you one initially and then you went and said I typed to you aggressively so this just goes out to people like Chloe who white women who are in the fitness industry who are horrendously racist they don't understand the meaning of the word racist or racism so they feel like they can conflate it with you just not having any time for them and their fucking foolishness so they'll go on and say but you're the racist you're the reverse racist by mentioning race and by referring to someone as white woman white women don't like being referred to as white women because they just like being referred to as women it's the rest of us that need to take the motherfucking prefix and that's not how it's going to run from now on if i have to be a black woman you have to be a white woman that's how this shit's going to run all right cool cool i'm glad we're clear on that but She's just a representative of how um, frustrated I get with the fitness industry or any industry at that where um, people don't want you to talk about race. They want to keep benefiting off your blackness, but they don't ever want you to mention your blackness. And to me, that is a wild state of affairs and I will never sign up to it. I will never, ever be okay with it. So um, it got me really upset, that idea of um, prove the racism to me. Because the NHS um, wrote back to me, well, guys in St. Thomas's Hospital wrote back to me and they said, um, after I cussed them out in my previous letter, in response to the first letter they sent me, saying that they couldn't find any way to prove that my treatment during my miscarriage was about, was could have been linked to my black womanness. Um, so they wrote to me again and they said, oh, we just wanted to clarify that we didn't mean this and we didn't mean that. And also, um, yeah, there's nothing more we can say about the race part of things because we don't have, we don't know, we don't think that that was the case. And if you have an issue with this, you can take it up with the parliamentary ombudsman. And that's what I've done. I'm not resting until these people have something in place, checks and balances in place so they know when black women are being treated very, very differently within the um, healthcare system. Until that happens... I'm going to be at your necks. I'm going to be stepping on your necks and I'm going to be putting pressure on your throats because it's not fair. So I've taken it level up. Like Sierra says, level up. So moving on, um, the next story of um, white girls moving mad in the DMs, if I can just get to it, is... Um, <laughs> is um, a girl, a Georgia uh, college student who sent a racist message to her new roommate and she blames spell check. So Georgia Southern University officials have said the college will not stand for bigotry or racism after a white female student was accused of sending a racist slur to her future roommate. Screenshots of the text exchange shared on Facebook went viral after the student's future roommate, who is black, sent a message introducing herself. Um... After accidentally calling the future roommate, the white student appeared to accidentally send her a message that had not been meant for her eyes. Her in she sent to the black roommate, her Insta looks pretty normal, not too niggerish. The student responded, suggesting that she had meant to send the message to a friend about a future roommate rather than send her the racist message directly. OMG, I'm sorry, she wrote after realizing her mistake. Damn spell check. I did not mean to say that, she said. I was texting Hannah and I meant to say triggerish, meaning I am like you seemed really cool. Nothing that triggered a red flag. I'm so embarrassed. I apologize, she said. 
It is unclear whether the other student ever responded to the message. If she's a black girl, like I know black girls to, to be, I don't have anything to say to the message that you just sent. I'm just going to put it on social media so you can embarrass your entire pussy. The woman who wrote the apparently racist message appears to have deleted her social media account. Oh, just like Chloe, deactivating the thing after you went and looked for trouble with a black woman. However, her name has been shared repeatedly online by fellow students demanding the school take action. One friend of the would-be roommate who shared screenshots of the text online told NBC News that she believed the white student's decision to blame spellcheck was, um, for the racist text was just a cover-up. Triggerish is not a word at all, Deja Morrison said. The closest word to that is triggerfish. So for her to cover up, cover those things up, it just didn't add up. In a statement released online, Georgia Southern University President Shelley C. Nichol said the university shares the hurt our community has expressed following the use of a racial exhibited in a screenshot, um, a racial slur exhibited in a screenshot on social media. Um, the use of racist, um, such racist comments is offensive and unacceptable and in no way reflects the attitudes of all values of Georgia Southern University, Nichols stated, adding, to be clear, there is no place for bigotry or racism on our campuses. The university president did not say whether they would mean, um, that would mean the student would face any consequences over the incident. Um, I think that's really interesting. Niggerish. Do you know how hard you have to type on iPhone or any smartphone for that matter to let it to let you to let it let you say nigger? It won't even let you say fuck. Every time I what the fuck is ducking? Every time I want to say fucking this, fucking that, iPhone will change it to ducking. So it sure as well um, as hell isn't going to let you say nigger. But you wanted to type niggerish and you accidentally, but see, this is the, the same thing that happened with that woman who decided to send me my own post and write shit underneath it. God will continue to expose your entire pussies because you don't know how to behave. God will continue to show you to be the absolute dickheads that you are because you don't know how to behave. How dare you? You went to go and look on the girl's page. You wanted to check that she wasn't too black or the kind of black that you would find intimidating. And then you wanted to let your friend Hannah Montana know that, oh, um, I've had a look on her page and she's not too, too black. She's not too, too niggerish. And as God would have it, God wanted you to show your entire asshole and you sent it to the actual girl. You sent it to the actual black girl. Now look at your life. See, because you're inconsistent with the use of social media and you're inconsistent with the use of seasoning on your food. That's why your life is an absolute mess. That's why your life is a mess. Um, to me, it's just disgraceful. And then to come back and then try to cover it up by saying, no, I meant to, I meant to type triggerish. What's triggerish? I've what what's triggerish? What 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 is that word? Why are you making up things? Trying why are you trying to save yourself with such bad excuses? Very terrible excuses. I just want for black girls to be safe from the DMs of white women because I have had a wild time with it this week. This lady from Georgia Southern University has clearly had a wild time with it this um, this week. Just leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Go and write to your friends. Do whatever the fuck you're doing. Don't write to us. It's it's unacceptable and it's unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. So that's it. For So You Mad this week With the white girls moving mad on Instagram DMs um, 
FYI, actually, case in, just to let you know, you can never shut me up. So if you go and report my posts, I would just simply repost them or I'll put them on another platform. And to me, the behavior of Chloe and her people, them, that came on my page to try and report the thing. First, she put her page on private. Then she went and deactivated her page. And I automatically become the transgressor. I am the transgressor when you were the one that came on my page looking for trouble. If you don't like what I've got to say as a white person, if you listen to this podcast, as any person, if you listen to my podcast or you go on my social media pages and it has you feeling some type of way, it's so easy to just click X and come off the thing. What you shouldn't do is start, start sending me things telling me how unhappy you are about it because all I'll ever tell you is to go and find a knife sit on it and slow wine that's all I ever tell you to do so that's that for so you mad um moving on to straw of the week then straw of the week goes out to Lou Barrett and so thank you for the nomination coming through to the SYM email address and that was sent in by Angela so Angela says dear Kalechi can I just say that you are a real treasure? Thank you, love. Um, I enjoy listening and watching your podcast weekly. I love it when you tell Beckys about their entire pussies, which I just did. Um, we try to educate um, and be patient with these people, but they just don't get it. Their privilege is so deeply ingrained that it's nauseating. I live in Australia and it is just as bad. I will keep this cute and brief and also link you to the article written about Lou Barrett. News cause. Um, managing Director of National Sales. So here it goes. I'm nominating Lou Barrett for Straw of the Week due to her comments regarding the Me Too movement and time, Time's Up movement she made um, at the Advertising Week conference in Sydney. Lou Barrett's comments were that women were holding themselves back and need to get on with it. And Me Too movement only benefits black dress designers. Now, I find this deeply troubling as many of these panels only consist of white women and rarely women with, from minority groups. The privilege is real out here. Her comments, in my opinion, are pretty insensitive to the plight of minority women in the workplace, especially victims of sexual, um, sexual harassment. Thank you and may God bless all that you do. Blessings, Angela. Um, thank you, Angela. So, um, Lou Barrett is, 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 is a pussy class. She, she definitely is. She definitely is. And it's, it's really worrying to me how, um, women who get to a certain level of their career will turn around to other women and go, Oh, you have bitch. You haven't leveled up like me. Oh, bitch. The only reason you haven't leveled up like me is because you're too busy focusing on all of the ways that you're oppressed. Don't think about oppression. Just be like me. I don't ever think about oppression. I got all of these things and I'm so shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut, shut your stupid lips. Shut up. Blue said, women are holding themselves back and need to just get on with it. In the era of Me Too and Time's Up, um, they're just making life harder for themselves. She says, I don't feel like it's any man's job to create um, create me. Um, it's any man's job to create me as an equal or have me as an equal. Barrett said she'd never felt that there was a big divide between the genders and implied that the Me Too movement, which was ignited when women began sharing their stories of sexual harassment, assault and discrimination, had gone too far. I think the only, she said, I think the only ones that have done well out of the Me Too movement are the black dress designers. I'm probably saying the wrong thing, but just get on with it, you know, don't worry about it. Just get on with it. She said men nev have never gone out of their way to derail her career and it was on women to demand more and get their own seat at the table. I think we are our biggest enemies in that respect because we don't actually go 
we're worth more. Pay us more, she said. It's like the Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams story, she said, referring to the news um, out of Hollywood that Wahlberg had been paid $1.5 million to reshoot movie scenes in the wake of allegations against Kevin Spacey, while co-star um, Michelle Williams was only pocketed $1 million. Well, he got paid one, Well, he got paid $1 million to reshoot that movie or reshoot certain scenes no he got paid 1.5 million to reshoot that movie or reshoot certain scenes she got paid 1 million but did she ask for more no she was quite happy to go back and do it for what they asked her to do it for women she said are putting too much onus on men to solve the problem women hold themselves back they're the ones that hold themselves back it's not because they don't want to go into the c-suite or advance in their careers they just choose motherhood instead and there's something wrong with that she said I can't even read the rest because she hurts my head. Like, Lou Barrett, like, I totally agree, Angela. She can have straw of the week because she's a fucking idiot. Like, she's a fucking prick. Like, she can definitely have straw of the week. It blows my mind when other women talk about the violence inflicted upon other women as if it's merely a figment of their imagination. Like, oh, no, you're not being held back in the workplace because you refuse to suck your boss's dick. Um, or you didn't let him like flick your skirt up that one time. You're being held back because you just haven't asked for the things. Do you know the number of fucking women who have asked for all of the things and have not received them? Like I just mentioned earlier about the cards dragging me about not going forward and demanding what I'm worth. That's one thing. But I also understand that organizations have a duty to let you know that you deserve to be paid and you should be paid for certain things, but they will conveniently keep quiet and not tell you these things while mediocre white men will come and be paid for all of the things. News outlets love to tell you how they don't pay for news. And therefore, if you come onto a news program, they can't pay you. Meantime, they can pay a white man because he's an expert in his field. Fuck that. I'm an expert in Ben's Punani womanism. Cut me my motherfucking check. That's what you need to do. But again, they're used to asking because society has been constructed around them to let them know that they are capable of asking and they're entitled to asking. Society hasn't been constructed to let us know the same thing. So yes, I do agree that we should be going out and asking for more, but don't make it out like women just suddenly thought, oh no, they're not going to ask for it. No, they've been conditioned and socialized into thinking that they don't deserve more. So they accept what they're given. And you can't pretend that when the women do ask for these things, they're not beaten down and told to accept less. I have a friend right now who works in the construction industry and there are white men who are vying to not let her have a senior role because they said, oh, they just don't think she's ready. Why isn't she ready? Because she has more qualifications, more qualifications than the white men that you want for the similar, for this same job role. Yet you don't think she's ready, even though she shits on them any day of the week. So it's not imagined. And women like Lou Barrett need to stop trying it. And while I do um, agree that, to some degree, everyone's made this Me Too movement and, and or people have, there are certain people who have made this Me Too movement about wearing swanky black dresses while still um, being complicit and still going to these events that historically oppress women. They're still going. They're like, oh, I'm against it, but I'm going to wear this cute black dress. What's you wearing a cute black dress doing for the actual movement? What are you, what are you doing? What are you saying to actually impact change um, for this movement And also Are you highlighting The black women Who were at the helm Of starting all of these things Who were at the Who were the ones That actually started These movements That you've now whitewashed And put your face in front of Those things matter to me 
in that regard But that doesn't mean that I support Lou Barrett Because she's clearly a pussy clock Clearly a dickhead And Lou Barrett needs to go and suck her mum Because her mum obviously chose motherhood So she could be born Only for her to come and act like a fucking prick On this planet called Earth So yes Straw of the week to Lou Barrett And that is it for this week um, week's episode of SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What That's right Suck Your Mum In the extra content We'll be talking about Pastor and um, Pastor Daryl Pussyclart That's not his actual name But I've called him Pastor Daryl Pussyclart His name's Pastor Daryl Scott Who says that Trump Is probably going to be The most pro-black president That we've had in our lifetime Give him a chance So I want to talk about About the ways in which um, Black pastors Most of, uh, especially Black male pastors Are determined to clearly Ruin our lives Because they keep Legitimizing and um, endorsing white supremacists um, Same thing happened when Theresa May went to that church in London The black, uh, the um, Pentecostal, I think it's Pentecostal The church in London, the black church in London She went there and the Tories won And I blame the church for that, I blame that church for that So we'll talk about that in the extra content If you want to come over, it is patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. So yes, I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM. If you want to follow me, follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kalechnikov. Happy birthday to the studio again. Happy two years um, to the studio. Um, may God continue to take us onwards and upwards. Um, yeah, and I'll give you the links for Black History Walks and all of the other wonderful things mentioned in Share Your Magnificence. And have a wonderful week. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind